right, another week of Metaphys is starting now. Um, I have my good friend, Anna the Banana. Hello. Christina Perez. <laughs> she is a fellow pun enthusiast, um, millennial abbreviation enthusiast, <laughs> but totes, ironically, of course. Um, she loves rosé and the bottom sh- shelf of like the liquor cabin if need be. Um, Anna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, Yasmin. Oh, hi. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I'm very nervous. Only like halfway through my rosé, so hopefully We're I will get, get into this. Drunk, girl. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> feel like you hear up. it in my voice throughout this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Anna gets like casually loose. Yeah, let's get you loosey goosey to talk about something completely serious. No, I'm kidding. Um, serious. But yeah, tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, let's see. I'm 31. I'm a Taurus. Awesome. Um, I do like a cheap whiskey and rosé and birds. That's pretty much birding me in a nutshell. That's her in a nutshell. <laughs> She's in publishing. And yeah, birding is a big thing right now. Did you do any birding this week? Not this week, but unintentionally, there's been a lot of baby were birds flying around. Yeah. Just hanging out. Just checking them out. I love all your posts on uh, Facebook of, with the birds. They just look <laughs> so sassy. Like, the photos are like, you could write mood under any of those. Yeah, birds are the sassiest creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. Well, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about cultural motherfucking appropriation. Or as me and Anna would like to say... Totes approves. <laughs> Culture approves. Culture approves by Anna the Banana and Yasmin. Um, I want to talk about this when I decided that I wanted Anna to be my guest, which I'm very excited about, by the way, because we have this um, email. I think it's like a. Is it on Instagram? It's on Insta. Instagram message chain about all kinds of things with another friend of ours, Enrique, who's from Texas and. Anna's, you know, Panamanian, and Enrique is like a Mexican-American, Anna's Panamanian-American, and I'm, you know, half African. And so, like, we sort of have our random cultural flair, like, running throughout it in slang, and some of it, even though we are of that culture, maybe we're a little bit more Americanized, and sometimes I feel even funny using it. Oh, yeah. Um, but we also got into a whole conversation about Beyonce dressing up as Frida Kahlo, um, our friend Enrique sent us a photo of her, like, completely dressed, like, as yeah. Frida Kahlo, like... With, like, the crown, the flower crown, and the red cheeks, mm-hmm. and, like, the overblown eyebrows. The unibrow sort of yeah. situation going on. I mean, just the whole thing. I mean, everything short of, like, the, the boot, I hope. And, like, the neck brace. <laughs> I mean, the back brace. <laughs> that would have been its own set of problems, right? I think I would have loved it more if it was, like, super authentic. <laughs> I don't know. Pancho. <laughs> I don't know what to think, Pancho. Okay, that's probably bad, too, what I just did. Um, Example. <laughs> it, it seems like it's a muddy area, and I think uh-huh. it's a really hot-button issue right now, and I really wanted to break down my own thoughts about it, my own ignorance about it, you know, like where my lines are, where uh-huh. maybe they should be, yeah. just by discussing it, because that's what we do here at Metaphys. This is entertainment and opinion. And that means we don't know shit and we want to find out. Nothing is based in facts. Facts don't matter. We live in a world where facts don't matter. Nah, son. Wiki is written by (laughs) random ass people. So it could say that you're 45 and like, you know, live in Alaska when that's not true. If enough people say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's Sean Spicer everything right now. (laughs) (laughs) The age of of misinformation. 
Um, yeah, let's start with the Frida Kahlo thing, I think. Um, it's just one of those things. It wasn't an easy answer for me. It was wasn't. it for you? No. Um, I think you put it best where you said it was all about intent and, like, what she was doing, like, why she did it. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, a very good homage to Frida Kahlo, and I was in no way disrespected by it. But I have been by other people who do pull this off because I feel like Beyonce is very culturally aware. She's smart. She has done some things in the past that are, like, very cultural, like, appropriation-ish, where she, like, did a music video with Coldplay, and she, like, dressed up, I think, as, like, an Indian woman or, like, some, like, Asian culture i don't remember okay, like that kind specific. of indie because i was gonna say i remember from her l'oreal l'oreal commercial she does claim that she's cherokee oh so, but really yes yeah, like no you know idea. those ones that are like i'm this and i'm that like yeah. jessica was like i'm a french and whatever like beyonce is apparently french no black way creole and cherokee yeah i thought she was from louisiana and like alabama like based on just like the lyrics of hey song. man they all the way out there yeah but i didn't feel like she did it like a good like a bad place I didn't either. Um, again, because it's like Latino culture to some extent. I yeah. I mean, you can speak to that a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Being from Panama. I think for me, it didn't feel wrong because I felt like the caption was like paying homage to beautiful, brave yeah. artists. And I'm like, well, how can we dislike that? Totally. She's not sort of like, I'm cute. This is cute, right? Like, like this look. Yeah. Is like flower crowns point. are in for Coachella. Yeah. Like, I think they could have taken a different turn. <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, I guess my feeling about that was, like, she was paying homage and she was sort of, like, giving it up to Frida. Yeah, it no, wasn't totally. about her. It was about Frida. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, no. I think it was maybe... I don't know the context. It was, like, for Halloween or was it just, like, a regular Thursday for Beyonce? I mean, I think it was, like, a regular Thursday for Beyonce. Uh -huh. I mean, that's at least when she posted it. I don't yeah. know when it was from. I she might have been for Halloween. But it was clearly a costume. Yeah, no, this totally. This wasn't just an outfit she no. wore to, like, a gala. Is it a gala or a gala? I say gala. I think it's gala. Gala sounds weird. Anyway. Um... So that's the Frida thing. Mm -hmm. I think we're satisfied on how we feel about it. I would yeah. love to get emails and hear how you guys feel about it. Hi, Please call in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> call in on line one. The lines are open. Yes. 555-555. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Um, and then I think, you know, a big one we have to talk about. And I think I want to lump them together. Yeah. Miley and oh, Katy Perry. Oh, I think Perry. it's a good uh, balance against something that's done correctly mm -hmm. and then something that's done, like, poorly. Yeah. And received in a bad way. And maybe because of intent, again. Yeah. That's like the intention. So Beyonce here was trying to tout somebody of a different race than mm -hmm. her for some accomplishment of theirs. Oh, and yeah. meanwhile, I think, I mean, I, speaking of Miley Cyrus, I would say, with her year of twerking and, you know hot smoking and I mean and it's also doing actually generally offensive things oh, yeah. to people in the hip hop culture like when she put her head on top of Nicki Minaj's um, record cover you know the one where it's just basically like her butt and she's like turning around no, sideways anaconda oh so Miley Cyrus photoshopped her head on it to it oh no and whitewashed it and posted it Oh no! I mean, so things like that. It's like you're not respecting yeah. hip hop culture, but you are. You are trying to use it. She, yeah, that's very exploitative. But it's also like she does this for attention. Yeah, like it's. It could have been anyone doing that pose. Yeah, she just wanted to be called out for it in yeah. like a positive or a negative way. 
It's yeah. like, look at me. She has look at me syndrome. Yeah, she wanted to be involved. It's oh, like yeah. Nikki dropped that and everybody was talking about that cover. For better or worse, everyone Iconic. was talking about it. And Miley's like, now they're going to talk about me. Um, which is just like something annoying about You're her You're not part of this conversation. Like, stay in your lane, Miley. She's incapable of staying yeah. in her lane. And I think a lot of people of non-color are incapable of not being part of a conversation. Exactly. Because um, I feel like they think that the only way they can be popular in, like, pop music is if they play to the urban hip-hop culture part mm-hmm. of it. There's no, like, real pop stars anymore. Yeah, I it's guess all, there, it, like, it does feel like the edge is, like, grounded in hip-hop yeah, culture totally. somewhere. It's like, if you can be good with them, then you're going to be popular. Like, your music going to play on the airwaves. Like, and that's not where it should lie. Like... I mean, not if that becomes that some, like some kind of mark of honor sort of thing. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm able to like drag one black person on stage mm-hmm. like to rap, and that means that now I get a career. Exactly. It just feels like commoditizing people. Yeah, and, and or that it these feels people like, will yeah. like me now. Exactly. Using people as accessories. Yes, exactly. And that's totally what she's doing. And then decided to like discard it overnight and was like 180 mm-hmm. completely. There's so many articles like Miley wants to be white again, right? Yeah. And it's like she could have just changed in all the ways that she changed. Mm-hmm. And I even think when she made her transition out of the Disney thing, there was so much sort of insulting mm-hmm. of what what was in her past and what used to be going on and what everyone else was doing. I mean, I've mm-hmm. even heard interviews with her like before she decided she wanted to be white again where she felt the need to sort of throw Mariah Carey under the bus saying things along the lines of like she's all about her she's all about her I'm like bitch you were naked on a fucking wrecking ball wrecking ball how is Miley uh, Miley I get these people mixed up because I don't give a fuck (laughs) how is Mariah any different in terms of attention seeking than you are it's kind of a joke and I think when she decided from going from America's sweetheart Disney Mm -hmm. country whatever to going to being more in her estimation, urban mm-hmm. or whatever it was she was trying to do by wearing fur coats and like, you know, tacky Chanel With, outfits like, and the buns. Yeah, the two I guess this is an audio thing, but <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, Anna, they can't see you putting your hands there. But yes, the buns on her head and like, you know, the kind of ravey jewelry. It yeah. was like kind of a mosh podge of uh-huh. like things that we didn't really understand. She went from that to deciding that she was like, well, I'm freaking Dolly Parton's goddaughter, so I guess I'm gonna wear a gingham and like bell bottoms and like pigtails again. Mm-hmm. But I think the dialogue that went around with it was bothersome to me more than her changing her image. She's a young woman. It's completely fine. I mean, Lady Gaga does this all the time. What she doesn't do is be like, you know what's dumb is all these people who smoke a bunch of weed. And like, you were just doing that five seconds ago. There's no need for you to drag everybody and everything that made you rich Mm -hmm. through the mud to get where you're going. And this is now the second time you're doing this. Drag Disney through the mud and everything they gave you to get you where you're going so that you... It just sort of feels like piggybacking on on people on cultures like you are not Dolly Parton you have never been Dolly Parton your dad was in country music and that's how like Dolly Parton is your godmother Mm -hmm. like you are some Disney strumpet so like you all of a sudden falling back on your country roots is a as much of a joke as you being some kind of like hood rat oh totally so just cut it out Miley but it's like do we know Miley like do we know her authentic artist self I don't I don't know her to be an artist of any yeah. sort. So I mean, loosely. <laughs> but, like, who are you if you just keep sort of evolving in these, like, problematic ways? I would like, yeah, I would like to see her evolve in a way that felt like it was coming from like herself. Like, Yeah, it wasn't coming from, like, 
She always has so many interviews and sound bites to talk mm-hmm. about the movement she's in, the movement. Yeah. And it's like, all I'm seeing is you taking on personas exactly. completely and discarding them. Yeah. Like so easily. Mm-hmm. It's, I think that could kind if, of remarkable. I mean, it is, if, you know, if it wasn't so annoying. Yeah. I mean, it's remarkably annoying. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this could lead into us talking about Madonna somewhat, which oh. I haven't even planned to do, but I think when we're talking about reinvention. Yeah. And problematic reinvention and mm-hmm. appropriation, we have to maybe talk about Madonna. Oh yeah. Um, mostly maybe pertaining to like the voguing thing. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. And you've seen Paris Burning. Yeah, right? I recently saw Paris Burning. Loved it. I learned so much about then and now, like mm-hmm. the repercussions, not the repercussions, but like the the waves that that culture has made on society. But completely uncredited. Yeah. Concredited it. Like language, the voguing, like mm-hmm. that to me is like, I yeah. had no idea and I felt so stupid for not knowing. So much slang I'm throwing around on a day to day basis that I'm thinking comes from the Real Housewives Shade. of Atlanta. Exactly. But it comes all from that movement. Yeah. And I mean, it was so quickly appropriated mm-hmm. that I think it didn't have time to make its own name. And oh, that's what's yeah. upsetting to me. Yeah. It's like, Madonna, God bless you for recognizing this sort of fringe mm-hmm. black. Latino gay culture. Um, God bless you for recognizing that it's cool and it's spirited. But I think supporting them and getting behind them in their videos would have been a better way for me, for you to have handled that than just Mm -hmm. sort of like when no one knows who's doing it yet, you kind of take take it by storm. And and now it belongs to you. And I mean, I think Mm -hmm. there are a lot of kids that think Madonna invented the Vogue situation. And Nobody knows where the hell shade came from except for, I think the Real Houses Atlanta actually do. I think they do because they do hang out with a lot of gay men. Yeah. So they would probably know the history of this universe. Yeah. And it's sort of trickled down into what they've sort of caught through talking with them. Yeah, it's kind of, it's gone in sort of vernacular in a very natural yeah, way. Exactly. Like if you're associating with them, you have every right to say these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel less and less like I do unless I'm telling everybody around me, like, kind of where these terms come from. So we're not just Just, continuing to erase them. Yes. Um, I think Madonna did use one of the men or people from Paris is Burning to do voguing in the video. But other than that, like, there was no credit. Like, you could have thought he was just a dancer. I mean, I saw that video and I saw him, and I mean, that movement was awesome. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he was definitely doing it. Way more imaginatively than Madonna was doing it. But I thought he was just, you know, maybe some friend of hers, a dancer, exactly, someone on her tour. And I just, I think, she interviewed a lot during that time. I mean, she had a documentary about her at that time. So I just think you talking, like, she filmed a documentary. You talking at all about this whole phenomenon would have gone a long way. It totally would have. Yeah, it would have not made this sort of retroactive acknowledgement necessary exactly yeah for like people like me like I could have just like (laughs) grown up knowing I know yeah (laughs) it could have just been this great coming together of like something like everything that's great about culture yeah the fact that this cool like downtown like emerging New York uh, like musician Mm -hmm. I think she's more established at this point but anyway she's from Detroit she's got a little flair to her whatever and like if she just matches up with this like kind of cool fringe gay culture like this could have been so cool so cool so why just take the bag and run that's my issue it's like you don't need to involve erasure in it yeah 
I mean, Nicki Minaj said this to Miley, you know, I forgot exactly what. I think she was talking about, like, twerking in some way. Um, or, okay, no, I think Nikki wanted to talk about mis- like lack of representation of, like, mm-hmm. certain body types. Oh. Um, and she was kind of calling out, I think, the fact that, like, maybe the Grammys or MTV Awards, like, everybody would, like, look like Taylor Swift mm-hmm. was, like, kind of winning awards. And Miley Cyrus kind of, like, out of left field, who wasn't even involved in this article, felt the need to say something along the lines of, like, Nikki's always rude. And, I mean, where she's coming from is just anger. You know, that great stuff you see on social yeah. media where it's like, well, if everyone was, wants to be divisive, you know, it's nice to say that when you're white privileged. Um, but <laughs> moving swiftly along. Um, and I think Nikki was like, if you want to twerk with us, I'm paraphrasing her, and do mm-hmm. all of that, that's great. I mean, you know, be part of the equation then when something happens. Yeah. To the black community, if you want to twerk with us, you want to, you know, mm-hmm. do our moves, you want to sing our kind of music, we're down. We're into it. And actually, I totally am. When something like this comes up, Be speak up for them, it. too, yeah. you know. You can't just pit, cherry pick and, oh, like, totally. take what benefits you and just leave the rest, like, mm-hmm. on its own. I mean, you see that in lots of facets. You see it with, like, kind of trendy feminism, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's our Miley. Oh, boy. <laughs> Any other thoughts on... <laughs> And her ass. I've never I talked literally about her don't know. Like, <laughs> she does not cross my mind yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I just want to like give myself the light on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Erase that part of my brain. Another story was brought to my attention by um, this girl that I know. She just posted on social media this article um, about how these women from uh, Portland, I think it was, yes, Portland, um, had opened a pop-up burrito restaurant. But there was an article written about them where they're interviewed talking about, you know, the lead up to that. And it was along the lines of they were really interested in finding these tortilla techniques that were very authentically Mexican. And they went to a certain region and tried to sort of ask people how they make these like kind of pizza doughy, stretchy tortillas that they were just enamored with. We're good so far, right? I'm (laughs) fine with that. And then it goes on to say how people were kind of hesitant about giving them those recipes or like really giving them yeah. much information. So they just kind of peeked in windows and tried to figure it out by, I don't know, just hovering around. Um, they ultimately ended up having their pop-up shut down. Um, people were pretty offended by it. After they did this article on them and they explained how they peeked through windows. Like, yeah. they gave themselves away. I mean, that's significant, right? Yeah. Because the fact that they offered that information, it was just so clear they had no idea what they were doing was yeah, wrong. Yeah, they didn't think that this was wrong, which is, like, fundamentally not okay. They said it in print. Yeah. They said in print, they wouldn't give me the recipes, and so I looked in their windows and stole them. Like, <laughs> So this, to me, even though it's, like, a more obscure example than, say, Miley or Beyonce. Something, it, like, super culturally prevalent. Yeah, yeah. It typifies what mm-hmm. I think is my line. Yeah. And my line, I think, is just stealing. Oh, totally. Stealing without credit is yeah borderline unacceptable. And so rare, by the way, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally. It's such a... It's so prevalent that we don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no provenance for anything anymore. No, I mean, you have a lot of people kind of bemoaning the other side of it, where it's like, well, geez, we can't do anything anymore. You know, like I, a friend of mine and yours, Patricia, for those of you who don't know that, she's a person, (laughs) um, 
who does things and says things. Um, but she had had, she put an article on, again, Facebook, where I get all my news there in Daily Mail about um, tiki bars and how maybe mm. one person <laughs> had thought that there's something culturally appropriationally mm-hmm. involved about that and, and maybe a little bit offensive. And it's a bit of a mishmash of like yeah. Polynesian culture and it, you know. Uh-huh. And I mean, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, like a lot of culture push. I yeah. would have to meet the owners of the establishment. I would have to like even maybe know more about tiki bars in general exactly. and know more about Polynesian culture in general to like really have, uh, you know, an, a decent sound bite mm-hmm. that I think anyone should hear. Yeah. But I think all I might have said was something along the lines of like, I suppose if there was like a safari themed African bar with elephants and masks that were uh-huh. kind of just like god knows what this like is like taxidermied yeah i wouldn't use the word offended for how i would feel mm-hmm. but i would certainly be irked yeah and i think that's exactly what i wrote uh-huh and then someone i think someone from hawaii or at least he kept saying i live in hawaii which made me mm. think you're not from hawaii mm-hmm. went on a rampage like so no one can do anything so i guess no one can like ever do like you can't make italian food then i'm like i I, I don't Actually, think it's that you can. <laughs> you can make Italian food. You can make Polynesian food. Yeah. You just need to call it that. You need to do your homework. Make sure yes. that there is actually some culture that all of these artifacts that you're putting in this bar mm-hmm. represents. And make sure that you sort of involve some people in this culture no, in the totally. process of opening it. And, I mean, just have some kind of reverence mm-hmm. for the culture. And don't just make it be this, like, kind of joke or like stereotypical of this culture like I feel like what you think it is rather than what it is exactly there's like a that like tiki bars I feel in like the 60s -hmm. and that kind of era where like no one thought about cultures as people or as like all stereotypes yeah it's like there's like a fetish to it yeah of like this tiki bar is representative of one whole culture. And I mean, in the case of tiki bars, maybe 90 that don't even really identify with each other, right? Because like you have like, uh, you have Fijians, you have like uh, Hawaiians, you have people from Guam, like you have, it's all of that culture kind of matched together. You're like, totally. um, Fucking, I mean, uh, I don't even know. I'm going to just stop. But I think it's like Pacific (laughs) Islanders and like Polynesians kind of smashed together. No one cares about it. You don't understand this otherness. So let's just put them all together and have this like one thing that represents them. And that's. It's almost like if I opened something called China Bar. I'm not going to use the African way. It's a little harder because I think I'm biased, right? So I opened something called China Bar and it had like. Japanese screens, like, mm. you know, one of those, like, sort of Chinese Manchurian roofs, and it had, like, a Singaporese, like, treatment on the table, and, like, just some general oriental, yeah. it's, that to me becomes, you don't care. Exactly. And you're just, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. And. But I think if you opened a place called, like, a Fijian, is that even the accurate I hope word? you're not asking me. <laughs> like, if you were, like, I'm going to open a restaurant with like Fiji food and it's like yeah. totally specific then there's I some honor Fijian. in that yeah like it's not just a, like a blanket yeah there's something about knowing that it's a specific yeah. place and it has a specific culture with like people with faces yeah. like that it, to me is like what right I'm like you know because of gentrification annoyed by it but like 
I would say for this argument, encourage when say, I mean, I don't want to just pinpoint white people. Let's just say any person who is not from Vietnam. I know, right? I'm like, I do, but I know it's not fair. But like, let's say that someone who is not from Vietnam, say me, if I were to open a Vietnamese restaurant, uh-huh. to say it's like Southern Vietnamese cuisine, I yeah. think it shows a little bit of interest and like research and like you totally. care, like, you know? There's an appreciation to it yeah, you, that I feel is lacking sometimes. Yeah, like and if I, I heard about an African restaurant, do you understand how far in my head my eyeballs would roll? <laughs> That's not a thing. I mean, yeah. how many people are like, I'm going to Africa? Like, where? <laughs> Bitch, where? I think these women in Portland had a, an appreciation for the food, but took it, it was like misdirected. Yes, and they were, uh, I mean, it was misdirected and there's a blind spot in their sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, no one incriminated them. They incriminated themselves. Yes. And so that's where you just see ignorance rather than necessarily aggressive malintent. But it, it ends up in the same place, you know, unless it's called out. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people had maybe sympathetic feelings towards these women. And I understand that because, I mean, clearly just based on how much they said in this that you're like, yeah. you do, do not hear how you sound. Exactly. They weren't aware, but they're not going to be aware if they're just mm-hmm. allowed to keep doing that indiscriminately. Oh, totally. Know? So I think it just sort of ended where it should have. I mean, I feel bad that their business didn't succeed, but like being called out on it is like the new norm. Yeah. Like you just can't do anything these days without being pulled apart and you have to think about that. Like you have to think about everything. Yeah. Like long term, how people will react to these things. Yeah. I mean... You, I have heard a lot of people feeling very frustrated by that, and they mm-hmm. call it this, like, PC age, and they can't deal with having to be PC. I just think it's really possible to not offend people if your intention is to not offend, offend them. them. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. I'm, I've offended people by accident, and they've told <laughs> me what you're saying is actually not cool. Like, mm-hmm. we don't like that shit. Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't think it's so much with, like, race and culture just because I've had such a sort of eclectic upbringing Mm -hmm. in that area. I think gender pronouns and that sort of thing Mm. is newer to me. Yes. Um, I did grow up in kind of a a sheltered and small... I didn't really meet anyone who was even just gay Mm -hmm. until I went to college. And so I think that's an ongoing education and I'm happy to have it. Yeah. Um, But I have definitely been like, you know, we don't really love when you call us guys or we don't really love when you call us ladies. And I'm like, all right, got it. Or I could spend an hour arguing for my right to call you whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And like, what's, it's just interesting to me that anyone wants to defend their ignorance that hard. No one should do that. Yeah, but a lot of people do that. An hour is a long time. This is just such a complicated topic. It really is. I have felt like I have seen, being West African, I have seen people dressed head to toe in batik, you mm-hmm. know, and just been like, that's cute. And then I've had a conversation with somebody with, like, maybe just one little bit of, like, kente cloth on something and just their vibe about it Mm -hmm. or the fact that they're renaming it. Yeah. Like, that will upset me. It's not Mm -hmm. the fact that you enjoyed and, like, wanted to partake in my culture. It's it's the idea that you want to sort of rename it and, like, take it on as as your own thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was really sort of offended by people talking about Bantu knots as, like, Gwen Stefani buns. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You wear them all you want. I have no issues with any woman doing whatever she wants with her hair. Properly call them what they are. Call it what it is. I mean, it may be an unpopular um, opinion, but I don't mind 
if anyone does braids or whatever mm-hmm. kind of African hairdos they want to do, I just don't want to start hearing cornrows being called the Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. And people saying, questioning Beyonce for copying Kim Kardashian's hairdo literally made my sphincter fall out oh, of my, my bum. Oh, my God. Like, it's, you're insane. That's my line, I guess. I mean, it's I just people, stealing. It's yeah. erasure. It's, it's, ju- it's appropriating it's yeah. taking it's it on as your own. It's misappropriation. Yeah. Which I won that pageant, by the way. <laughs> I was about to say, can I go sash? <laughs> I got the I got the miscongeniality uh, you know, <laughs> award for that one. Would you say I mean what would you say your exact I mean, have you felt offended by anything specific to like your Latin culture? I mean, sort of. So, like, I grew up in Miami. The -hmm. dominant Hispanic culture is Cuban. Yeah. And growing up, I just always thought that, like, Hispanicness was Cubanness. Or that people assumed that I was Cuban because I come from Miami. Yeah. And it's, it's a weird thing. Like, no one knows about Panama, like I felt when I was growing up. Yeah. It's, or, like, any small... A South and Central American country. Yeah, I feel like it's when not, soccer comes so around, specific. yeah, people don't people know like Brazil and they know like yeah. Cuba, but they don't know like Uruguay. They're exactly. Like, yeah. like it, it doesn't matter to them. It's all just like blanket. Yeah. Latin America. It's another kind of Cuban. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, no, I'm Panamanian. Like, yeah, yeah, also, yeah. I got when I got grow, grew up, I got like super offended and people thought I was Cuban. Like, understandable. Don't assume. Hmm. But people also don't think that I'm Hispanic because I look very yeah. <laughs> Caucasian. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I think in Panama you, you're white, right? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, even to some extent here. Oh, I'm like radioactively white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, there is, I think in like Hispanic culture, there are white people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're you in Mexico, yeah. you're gringa, right? Oh, like, totally. They, they're not like. No. So, but I know what you mean. I have coworkers who are like um, Ecuadorian and Guatemalan, mm-hmm. and I think the general assumption is always they're Mexican. Totally, I mean, because in New York, I think that's like maybe the mm-hmm. prevalent um, uh, Hispanic. Between that and like Puerto Rican, and I mean, Dominican. just based on look, they're thinking they're mm-hmm. not Puerto Rican. And so, like, well, my coworker Carlos, everyone is like, oh, so yeah, he's Mexican. They're all Mexican. He, and he's not. And, and I think yeah. he does get offended every time someone calls him Mexican. Not that anything's wrong with him being Mexican. No, but it's not. Who else has to deal with someone just making this assumption about exactly what they are all it's the time? It's the assumption. Mm-hmm. That's the part that really bugs me. Because, like, as much as you, like, it's equally as easy to say, oh, so you're Cuban. Mm-hmm. You can ask, are you Cuban? Right. Like, it's the same sort of effort behind this question or this statement that I feel like people just don't have the intelligence or, like, the emotional awareness to ask. And to some extent, the care, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, I mean, but what do you care? Like, mm-hmm. what? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and where appropriation maybe goes into that is... I think often when someone is assuming what you are, they're mm-hmm. doing it by speaking to you in a language or talking to you about a type of food that, mm-hmm. like, is not your type of food. So it's almost like they're trying to ingratiate you, yeah. but they're completely clueless. And so it's and like, that's more Carlos offensive. will have people be like, yeah, I love Oaxacan food. And he's kind of like, it's really great that you're trying to act so knowledgeable, but I think if you're really knowledgeable about Central and South America, you know those were two different things exactly. and you would know that it's a vast place where people look vaguely like me yeah. and so like you don't actually give a shit about this culture you know you're just throwing a word of Oaxacan around to sound cool um, 
Or yeah, you would fucking know not to walk up to anybody yeah. like who looks vaguely like Hispanic and, and ask this question, totally. you know? So yeah, I, I've even had that and I'm not, I'm not Hispanic at all. Like but since moving, you're... I think they think I'm Dominican, oh. but they just start speaking to me in Spanish and get very angry when I don't respond in Spanish. Since I moved to New York, I never had this problem in Seattle, I think, because anyone who looks vaguely black is African-American mm-hmm. in Seattle. Like there's not a big population of anything, but Asian people... Just assorted African Americans. Mm-hmm. There's some random Ethiopians. Don't ask. But um, <laughs> and Somalians. But when, since I moved to New York, I definitely get a lot of like aggressive olas. Like, oh wow! And I'm like, that's not I something that should word. be aggressive. Nobody gets aggressive. <laughs> I think they think I'm self-hating, oh. and I want to pretend I don't speak Spanish, which is its own problem because there's many American Latino people who don't yeah. speak Spanish, and so shaming them for it is maybe not the best anyway. But I'm not one of them. I'm fucking African. <laughs> I'm like, how's your tree? Like, how's your French? Like, I don't, I don't actually, I actually speak this language more than I have any necessity to speak. Like, I actually do know what you're saying, but you're being crazy. But we digress. <laughs> My new band name is called Aggressive Ola. <laughs> Aggressive Ola. It's a cumbia band. And you're not invited. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies from Portland. Um, so I think that covers our personal experience and belief. I think mine, my final, I guess, assessment of it would be, if your intention is good, you're probably not going to offend me. If yeah. your intention is to essentially mansplain someone's culture right back to them or to just take it and rename it and make it your own thing that you don't have to, like, give props, you know? I mean, yeah. being a black person, but not an African-American. I think I have this like removed mm-hmm. like horror for how erased the culture yeah. of like the blues and jazz and rock and roll is for black people. Exactly. It is their culture has been completely stolen. They've mm-hmm. been erased from it. And they I mean, have no idea like present day. They don't ask any 13 year old kid who invented rock and roll and they're not going to tell you it's Chuck Berry. They're going to say know? Elvis, if anything. Mm-hmm. And this whole like kind of, you know, whitewashed jazz culture too. And, you know, Mm -hmm. just everyone who is at least, I mean, there's obviously great black jazz musicians working. I think it's the young up and coming sort of Berkeley and, you know, it's very whitewashed. And I think it's all of them playing with each other and Mm -hmm. sort of informing what jazz is. I mean, um, Charlie went to Berkeley, my boyfriend, um, who was on the podcast last week. And he went to Berkeley School of Music, which is a great school, and mm-hmm. he would tell you the same. But um, it was interesting. When I first started dating him, we were having this conversation about D'Angelo. And, you know, I knew D'Angelo's, like, you know, smoothie, R&B, whatever. And he was oh, like, I yeah, am. it's such Berkeley music. And I was kind of like, dude, what? That's, that's, like, black people music. What are you talking about? And, like, when he spoke about it more, I was like, oh, okay, I understand how, like, because there's so many, like, sort of jazz not just influences, but there's a lot Mm -hmm. of jazz in it, like how that spoke to like this community. I think calling it Berkeley music, which is like a super white school in Boston, kind of twinged me a little bit, you know? But we like discussed it and and I really understood where he was coming from on Mm -hmm. that. And he's actually, for his part, very embarrassed to be in very white jazz rooms, you know? Interesting. There is a bit of an exclusion going on and an erasure going on yeah. in jazz culture now. and That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And, and I think that's where we need to all be sensitive. And I mean, just for the sake of balance, I, I want to try to figure out a place where I'm guilty of this, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sure there is one. Oh, Can you think of definitely. an area where you're guilty of? 
I mean, we not, already talked about shade. Yeah, because we were just speaking, oh, not knowing like, what we were speaking about. Drinking the tea, tea, honey. We had, we had shade. Like, we had tea. Sashay, no you stay. Like that. I. I mean, guilty as charged. Guilty. I had arrest no idea. me. Arrest me. Appropriation. Police. I'm not one of those. Actually, uh, the UN is trying to make it illegal. It's like. I mean, like, can you imagine, like, a tribunal? <laughs> no I'm idea. so scared. We're going to be in the I Hague. I just, like, saw the headline. I was like, nope, keep it. Like, I don't. I'm terrified. I don't want to end up at the Hague. Like, with, like, my little <laughs> mic just being like, I did something wrong. This whole, like, part of the world hates me. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine. But, yeah. I um. made a grave <laughs> error. Can you just picture in one of those like Lindsay Lohan suits with like a mugshot, yeah. like Tinsley Mortimer? I probably just oh Tinsley. I decided there are like a real hostile reference it needs in there. To be in there. Oh, speaking of that, could we maybe think about how that maybe exists in the house? Oh, I world? was thinking about it this week actually. Um, Patricia, I guess not the housewife world, but like the Bravo world. Patricia at Schultz from yeah, Southern yeah, Charm. Yeah. She had that Indian party that like really made me uncomfortable where she had this Indian psychic slash healer as yeah. like a special guest. And then she uh, recently, last this episode, bought a $32,000 like elephant clock that was like Straight out of like colonial India. Oh my like, god! Like she literally, she. I think she has a fetish about like the Brit, the British people invading India and like. So she's on some like Paula Deen shit. Oh, like she's missing slavery. Exactly. Hiking to see people in it's their white. It's so uncomfortable once it you is. notice it, especially like. Yeah, from this, like, lady from, like, way below the Mason-Dixon line, just kind of in her caftan, Living, yeah, letting exactly. this guy perform like a monkey for her friends. She has a butler. Yeah, she, it's it's a lot. It's, it's very fetishized. It fetishized. Is. Even the butler thing. Yeah. I, mean, I just feel like this is such an archaic... It's... It's so bizarre. Like, you're living on a plantation house. I don't know. There's, like, multiple levels. This is in and uh, she's, South Carolina, Yeah, and she's, way, like, Charleston. clearly working through some things. Yeah. Like, personally. There's something strange going on with, the, like, the Indian culture thing, oh, yeah. too. And, like, again, it's, like, how deep is your interest if, exactly. like, it is relegated to you buying an enormous elephant? She has two. I've been to friends' houses or, like, even acquaintances' houses where they have, like, African masks. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, they had a great trip or whatever it is. And, like, you know, they just – it's completely fine with me. I think there's, like, a level where it just becomes, like, kitsch for you. Exactly. And, like, if I find out that you you have, like, a funeral mask that is, like, for a special mm-hmm. ceremony or, like, certain people wearing kente cloth, like, it's just, like, whatever. <laughs> it's, like, it's for the royal fit. Like, it's, you know, That's it's a bit special. sacred in a way. Yeah. And so – I just think if you don't know that and you're wearing it willy-nilly, it's because you don't care. Exactly. And that's why you don't know that. And, like, that's a probes as fuck. AF. Soups. Yeah. I mean, okay, I think an area where I can easily say that I'm, I have been guilty mm-hmm. would be using sort of ebonic terms. And that's a oh, muddy thing because likewise. I'm black, right? And I think I can almost get away with it. Mm-hmm. And it's – I love the slang. I think it's so, like – like spirited, poetic. Exactly. I think it, it's creative. It, like one word can evoke so much. Like ratchet. Yeah. There's like, am I gonna like spell it out? Be like, that girl is like wearing an un- ill-fitting outfit. Like I know, it's right? all With neon. Like it's just one word that like. It's great. It's so succinct. And I think I just got it immediately. Exactly. It was funny because a lot of people were like, I don't understand what does this word actually mean. I'm like, can't you just hear that maybe it's wretched yeah. in like a 
in a southern accent totally. kind of thing. Like, I just, like, how do you not click with this? But, yeah. I mean, yeah, so, like, I've used that term. Um, but I think, yeah, here, it's, like, that's a term that can be applied to sort of anyone. I mean, maybe yeah. this is me trying to, like, justify myself. No, but you can call a, a white person a fucking uh, Indian person. It doesn't matter. You can call them ratchet mm-hmm. if, like, they have fucked up looking feet. You know, like, if, <laughs> like if they have, like, horny toes. Um, you can call them ratchet. And so, like... Someone can absolutely tell me they don't want me using that term, and I will have that conversation. If, and if it satisfies, mm-hmm. I'll absolutely be like, okay, then I should not use that yeah. term. But I tend to think it's not as offensive, maybe, as me throwing the word ghetto around okay. for my early 20s. Uh-huh. I don't know nothing about a ghetto, you know? I think it's a sort of take-back term that should just belong to the people who took it back, mm-hmm. you know? And I was corrected on using that. Really? Yeah, I was corrected. I was told by somebody, it's like, I don't think that you, I think they were very kind about it, but they're just like, I don't think that you're like the sale end all of knowing what anything ghetto is. Did, and I'm like, was it like, you're absolutely right. In the, like the Jewish. No, it was, oh. it was in an, in a, it was an African-American oh, okay. person and I was definitely using it in an urban dictionary way. It was just kind of like, that's ghetto. Uh-huh. Like, and it's like, it's, it's the same way that someone who is not a black person. I mean, I don't love when anyone says nigga, nigga, whatever mm-hmm. at all. But I think someone who's not, is not using that because it's one of those offensive terms that they've kind of like reformed and taken back for themselves and made it into a humorous thing. And it's like, I think people who have grown up in quote unquote ghettos or like low income neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. they can kind of joke about the sort of base culture there and they can sort of point it out and say what it is. And like, I don't really have any business doing that. Like you don't know that experience. I don't have that experience. And so it's almost laughing at and not laughing with. Mm -hmm. And so that I, Took, I take that on the nose, and I absolutely tried to take it out of my mouth ever since, with yeah. some exceptions, always trying, always learning. Sorry if I call you guys. Sorry if I call you ladies. Yeah. But yeah. But I, I think that language is so fluid, mm-hmm. and like so is culture, that if I were to like pick up a word like here and there, like again, I don't know the provenance on it, but yeah. I'm just saying it because I heard it and I liked it. And right, I, and yeah. I heard people saying it left and right of all colors, but... I have no interest in offending people by accident exactly. or on purpose. Yeah. And so if you're telling me, it's not that hard to just stop saying it. Yeah. And I think this tendency I, I to want to defend your right to say something to the death, I mean, what is that? I could find another word. <laughs> I can find so many more words. They're popping up all the time. You yeah. Know? So that would be a, a good example for me. It's like, I'm not African-American. Mm. I'm African and American. It's a completely different mm-hmm. culture. And... I don't necessarily need to feel like I'm allowed to throw around sort of, you know, urban African-American terms at will the way that I maybe have. Mm -hmm. So guilty as charged. Take me to The Hague. (laughs) (laughs) I I do want to go to Brussels. (laughs) Tommy, feather me. Get me. the Oh, wait. Quick. I really did want to talk about hair a little bit more. Okay. Do you have any feelings about cultural appropriation in terms of hair? I mean, there's some, like specific black culture like iconic hair mm-hmm. dudes like an afro yeah like an afro like the cornrows like mm-hmm. things but are, jufros are all right let's just what jufros are all right we need to i mean their hair naturally does that mm-hmm. that's just their hair yeah no one need no they don't depress it um i'm trying to think of like other very specifically cultural hairstyles maybe like geisha hair Right. I mean, I actually forgot to mention that with Katy Perry. Katy Perry was accused of appropriating 
geisha Japanese hair? culture because oh. she had a full geisha outfit on in a video. Interesting. But I can't think of any. But, I mean, I think, like, Kylie Jenner. Baby hairs. Yeah. I feel a type of way about the slicking down the baby hairs thing. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, she's not even Armenian. No, (laughs) that's what I was talking about last night. I was like, girl, it's white. Yeah, she's just straight. Like, Kris Jenner is white. We've all seen Bruce Jenner. I mean, he's a freaking Republican. But yeah, so she's just white. She's not even... No. So I don't know if she's cutting the front of her hair to make baby hairs. I don't really know what's going on there. Probably. Yeah. Something's up. Something's up. If, like... Kim lasered hers off, <laughs> then Kylie went and fished them out of the garbage can and, and taped like, them to her rug and hairline. <laughs> a little bit of glue. I'm not no, offended. I, I just think it's dumb. I think it's so dumb. I think it's Bobo, as Anna would oh say. Oh, my God. It's so Bobo. Or like Enrique would say, it's Papa. It's Papa. That's, that's specifically Enrique. That's not even a fucking Latino no, term. No, it's not. Yeah. No, I just... But again, like, she's only doing it because she thinks it's cool. She has no idea, mm-hmm. like, what it means or what it represents. Yeah, I just don't think anyone wants to take on any of the negative aspects exactly. of black culture. And so just taking it on in the, like this surfacey way mm-hmm. where it like behooves you or makes you... To like you. get all those Insta likes. Like that's pretty mm-hmm. much why she's doing it. Yeah. Like even her whole out like her outfits are very, this is not your experience. You're from like Southern California. Yeah. Like you have no business. Whatever this butt is that you've attached to yourself. Seriously. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Again, that line exists. It's almost like, if this is just her idea of what's attractive, mm-hmm. then I don't want to stifle anyone's, you know, what they want to do with themselves. But but I think Kylie, I mean, what's the other one? Kendall? Mm-hmm. Like, she is, She doesn't do this. Like Right. Courtney's she, just doing her, huh, too. Exactly. Like, you can definitely be who you are. You can wear, like, a Yeezus shirt. Like, yeah. you can, like, like the routine. But I feel it's a little too forced sometimes with Kylie. Right. I think it's a little too head-to-toe. Mm-hmm. Like, a, it almost becomes a little bit black with her. Yeah. It's like, it's the hair, it's the baby hairs, it's the lips, it's uh, it's, it's like ass. a It's like a costume. It's the whole, yeah. Yeah. You're wearing, like, a black, a black person costume. Totally. It's uncomfortable. I yeah. think as the word is it makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't have a fully developed thought on it, but it just makes me feel a little icky. Yeah, and... Again, she has look at me syndrome. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, and for all that African Americans have had to go through, maybe let let them just have you know keep the keep the one thing, yeah. yeah, one thing or two. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think I would like to talk about Beyonce's twins. Ooh, I that have, she had them. Oh, she did. She had her twins. Or do they have names yet? I don't even know. She's actually still trying to copyright Blue Ivy. So no, no one way. else can name their kid Blue Ivy. She like, failed Who in court. wants to? I, I'm not sure. It sounds like a f- air freshener for your it, toilet. Or like her fi- like her perfume. She's delusional that anyone is like trying to snap up Blue <laughs> Ivy. When I heard her, I was like, I swear this is a Yankee candle. Like I have no fucking interest in this name. Like it sounds disgusting. It smells like um money, like fresh dollar bills. Yeah, hot sauce. Yeah. In her bag. Oh, totally. <laughs> it smells like some vinegary hot sauce. Like, what is that one from New Orleans? Oh, yeah. My uh, my dad's Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that, like, hot sauce called? Though? Frank's? Dry- Not Frank's Red Hot. Fuck. It's like that very Louisiana-centric one. I know that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you later. This is getting slow. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, on the hair note... I mean, congratulations to Beyonce and, you know, congratulations on your Frito Kahlo costume. Like, we're on your side. But, like, on the hair note, I don't think that I'm appropriating white culture by having straight hair 
right? No. But I just think it's a hairdo, right? So, yeah. I don't know. I don't mind. Like, maybe if I started calling it, like, African-style pressed hair or something, like, it, it would get a little weird. It's just, I mean, I don't know. Brand it's straight it. hair, <laughs> right? Because, like, so many different kinds of cultures have straight hair. Straight hair. I don't think you can, like, I have straight hair. Yeah. I, no, there's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so, it's so I'm trying to, like, make this more well-rounded like is there a way where maybe people of other ethnicities are appropriate but it's hard because appropriating is hard to say that other cultures are doing towards white culture because it's almost like there's been a forced like whitewashing of like how people put themselves together in America like you know I was about to say maybe like a really nice lace front wig that looks like white people hair do you know what I mean? Like, but even in that, isn't there a little bit of muddy yeah. colonialism, slave history, where maybe that was a little bit forced? It's oh. a little bit like the maybe the feeling that you shouldn't like your own yeah, natural thing true. is a little forced. So it's like I don't think that's us running off to the bank or anything with, no, with white really, culture. It's I, almost hair is weird for me because uh, I don't, I don't really pay attention to people's hairs. It's it's hard because I don't care, and I just think it's all in it's it's silly, right? Yeah. Like, the end of the day it's like your dead cells i don't like the way that dreads necessarily look on white people but i don't think it's wrong i just know that it doesn't do that easily like yeah for most black people's hair not all there is an effort behind those like um bros who have the bob marley poster in their dorm room Uh uh-huh and then yeah having some experience with boston i have seen this yeah Yeah, uh like do you how you worked on that I mean, white hair does not dread easily. I don't know what ungodly techniques you've taken, but, like, if I didn't brush my hair for literally a week, I would have de facto dreads. I, I just, <laughs> it just seems like there's a lot going on there. But that's on you. Do whatever you want. I actually don't care. Yeah. Just don't actually try to wear a head-to-toe Jamaican person mm-hmm. costume. Like, that's too much. All right. I, I think I've exhausted this. I still don't even know where I stand on it. I think it's almost just like an inner ear, a fucking feeling, you have to a smell. Feel it, yeah. You get a fucking whiff, you know? Yeah. If it gives you, like, vertigo, you know it's wrong. Why does nobody accuse, like, <laughs> Rita Ora of, like, racial appropriation? I don't know Rita Ora. So, <laughs> nobody knows that bitch. <laughs> Literally, Rita like, funny story. I, when I used to read um, a lot of tabloid magazines uh-huh. before I got Daily Mail on my phone, and now the I don't best. need them anymore. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, every, like, for months, every time that Rita Ora was, like, on a page, I mean, it was probably because he thought she was vaguely cute, mm. but what is funnier, too, is, like, just a lack of recognition. Every single time, Charlie would be like, who's that? <laughs> who's that? I'm like, it's still Rita Ora. What the fuck? It's like, no one knows or cares about this I person. I could not pick her out of a lineup, like, to save my life. Nor could Charlie. <laughs> who's she? Who's she? Like, it's like a running joke now. Like, we're, like now he knows who she is, and he's like, oh, who's that? Um, but I would say, like, she is doing maybe nothing very differently than Kylie Jenner is mm. um, in terms of style mm-hmm. and, like, how she puts herself together. But she's, like, you know, a low-income family Albanian chick or something like that from, oh. from like England from like a working class area and I just feel like it it is her culture to it's some extent it's more authentic mm-hmm. than it like comes privilege. from the immersion again yeah. it's like how we think it's okay for Nini to say shade because she hangs out with a lot of southern mm-hmm. gay guys who like you know yeah grew up like not with fucking everything then like and, a Ramona singer like exactly if Ramona yeah. starts saying shade you start to feel the sort of way 
strongly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Ramona says like literally anything with those eyes, I feel sort of way. <laughs> yeah. So again, I keep trying to end it, but I'm like, it's just, it's just like so a snowball. Nuanced. It's nuanced. We just got to get the fuck out of here. Got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I think we get the fuck out. Are you ready? <laughs> so ready. All right. Have at it, Anna. This is going to be very funny, by the way, because, like, she's, like, the least I hate angry try- person. I know. I, like, tried all Put week. Put your back into it. Come on. I want to hear you squeak this one out. I tried all week to be, like, what bothers me? Well, like, life bothers me, she's but. like, mean people. <laughs> Close your legs on the train, guys. Literally. No. Oh, man spread is so annoying. Um, but it's literally, like, on Bravo shows um, when they're f- they don't film something, and then they talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, case in point, Southern Charm, where Shep Rose has, has some kind of situation with Chelsea, and the cameras were not there to pick it up. Yeah, and I'm it, like, dude. It's bullshit. You're on, you're on these people for, like, X amount of months. Like, don't leave their sides. We need footage. And the stuff we see them doing. It's so I stupid. Mean, good God. We see them, like, ironing. We see Landon, like, pretending to put fresh flowers out that she probably hires someone to, like, go get. Like, why, instead of that, do we not exactly. see Shep grabbing someone else's girlfriend outside? Like, do it 24 hours a day or don't do it at all. Seriously. Bravo like, does this all the time. All the time. We never saw Nene freaking choke out Kim, and I'm mad about it. Why were you not in the Target parking lot? Why were you not in the Target parking lot? Be in all parking lots, all bars. Seriously. Like, you're in the alley. In I don't care that you have to sleep. Have two separate teams. Like, I don't care about logistics. When, you weren't sleeping when we had to watch Megan King Edmonds run around fucking Ireland asking everyone oh if they had her last God. name. You weren't sleeping then. So don't sleep. Yeah. On Shep dragging someone else's girlfriend outside. I would love to see the footage of that. Me like, too. I want, again, to use a rope term I'm that sure I have no idea where disgusting. it comes from. The receipts. I need the receipts. <laughs> receipts. 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 I want to see the receipts. I think it would be disgusting. Me I think too. we would see Shep disgustingly drunk in his weird husky Bubba voice where he starts sounding like fucking Bill Clinton. Yeah. And I think we would see Chelsea giggling and think he was all fine. I completely agree. But like, we'll receipts. never know. It's in the ether and I want it. I want it back. I want it to like materialize. I know. Me too. I still, I like, I weep for not seeing Kim get choked up by Nini and I know she did Nini I know you did it I know you did it you big moose crazy bitch you did it to the wig you, you did, did it you did it you did it to that low down dirty monkey with a wig on I know you did I know you did and I commend you for it Nini she's a treasure my get the fuck out moment is that I received Teen Vogue oh I received Teen Vogue and I received Teen Vogue because I order from Forever 21 do you know what, though? Teen Vogue has some really interesting journalism pieces. They have started to have really good articles. Yeah. That's true. But the embarrassment is too much. Oh. The fact that this thing shows up on my stoop with my name on it for all my neighbors <laughs> to see, it's aggressive. Like, if I want to read a Teen Vogue article, I can do it through Daily Mail. Like, mm-hmm. I can fucking, mm-hmm. you know, maybe buy that one magazine because I heard there was, like, controversy around it. And I have heard that they've been like delving yeah. into like things like so cultural good. appropriation no, totally. in a really real way. Yeah. Nothing against you, Teen Vogue. The word teen and the word forever 21 <laughs> on the same stoop is a lot. I'm already like ashamed. Yeah, I mean, it's trying to like stay word. real young. I mean, <laughs> it's an embarrassment. Oh my God. It's like the most pathetic thing ever. Like I hate the name of that store, but anyone who knows me knows I love 
forever21.com. I don't like going into the store. <laughs> no, the store I gotta gives me dig into those them. archives. It looks like Kylie Jenner fucking threw, like up threw up in there up and everything's pastel. After Coachella. We're going to Coachella on the way yeah. to like whatever. It's, it's burning gross. man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bad. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So but the dot com has a lot of great ripoffs of uh, American Eagle and like Urban Outfitters and Zara. It just sort of like cycles those things a yeah. few months after. Like if you walk through a Forever Twenty One store or look through like their dot com, it just looks like those stores mm-hmm. in different sections. But when you order enough things and you become the kind of VIP customer that I am, <laughs> they start sending you free magazines like Buck and Teen Vogue. Do they send Stop you anything it. else? Glamour, but that's uh, kind of nice. Yeah. yeah, interesting. I know. Yeah. I just, like, I, it throws me a lot of shade to see. Uh, Forever 21, Teen Vogue, Yasmin Owusu. I'm fucking 35. Get the fuck out. We gotta go. Cue the music. Bye. Thanks for coming, Anna. This You're was welcome. great. I had so much fun. Yay.